Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, as always, and delighted you've been able to tune in with us again. Now, before we do get into today's top stories, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and give us an all share if you can. If you like listening on a podcast player, there's a link below down in the description, and you can find all the podcast players that we're available on. And finally, if you would like to support the show, there's a Buy Me a Coffee link down below in the description as well, and you can buy a coffee starting at $5 per coffee and that all the proceeds go to the Thai Expat Daily Show. Now that that's all done, our homework's complete, we're going to jump into the top six stories that are doing the rounds here in Thailand. Visa Racket Report fingers 107 immigration officers. The National Anti-Corruption Commission, that's the NAWC, has been given a 139,000-page police report into 107 immigration officers accused of helping Chinese nationals involved in grey businesses to obtain visas. Investigators from the Weluan police station in Konken played a key role in gathering evidence about the racket, which benefited mainly Chinese business people, but also some other foreign nationals. In many cases, documents issued by Thai language schools or volunteer foundations were used to support applications for visa extensions. Police General Surachat Hakparn, better known as Big Joe, the Deputy National Police Chief, on Thursday observed the submission of the final report in dozens of cardboard files boxes to the NACC. The investigation team questioned 446 witnesses and examined documents related to 107 immigration officers who faced charges of malfeasance, said Police General Surachat. Investigators have also pressed additional charges against nine of the officers for accepting money or other benefits unlawfully. Police General Surachat said it would be now up to the NAWC to examine the documents and take legal action against the officers. Authorities are now strictly enforcing the law against corrupt officers who abuse their power to help Chinese nationals involved in illicit businesses commit offences in the kingdom, he said. Legal action against the officers would help restore faith and confidence in the police, he noted. Police General Pak Pumpiapat, Commissioner of the Immigration Bureau, said last month that more than 100 immigration officers were suspected of involvement in the illegal issuing of visas for Chinese investors involved in grey businesses. Among those were three generals and a mix of officers of every rank, according to the Commissioner. The accusation first surfaced after former politician Chuvit Kamafazit alleged that three immigration bureau commanders in Konken and Chiang Mai were accepting bribes of between 100 and 300,000 baht for each non-immigrant visa approved. The approvals were issued to a total of 3,325 Chinese nationals between 2020 and 2022, according to Mr. Chuvit. The disclosure prompted the National Police Chief to set up an inquiry panel. Among the foreigners suspected of criminal activity, the highest profile arrest so far has been that of the China's businessman Chayanat Tuho Kornchananat, who also holds Thai nationality. He and 40 others face multiple charges related to narcotics, organized transnational crime, money laundering and more. So that's just a follow-up of a story that we I think we covered a few weeks ago. But yes, these immigration officers now, I, I presume they've been fired from the force. One of the comments in there is that, you know, some of them took money. I hope for the sake of your job and being this corrupt that you were accepting money in in exchange for your services. But who knows in this country? But nevertheless, apparently only nine were. So what were the other 100 or, you know, 95 plus doing? That sounds a bit odd, but I, I pretty much say that everybody was receiving some form of payment for their uh, legal services. Now, moving on. The Prime Minister rebuffs suggestion of political polarization, possible coup and authoritarian rule. 
Prime Minister Prayachana Cha dismissed the suggestion yesterday that there is no democracy under his administration, that there is still a political divide and a prospect of another coup. In an apparent reaction to the Facebook post by Deputy Prime Minister and leader of the Palang Pracharat Party, General Prawit Wangsuan, the Prime Minister said that he had read what Prawit had written and found nothing new, adding that anyone could write such a post. He insisted that he assumed the Prime Minister's post four years ago through the democratic process, but he found it necessary to clarify what took place before that. Look, what happened to Thailand then, he said, if nothing had been done, then to reduce the conflict, where would we be today? Would we have been able to be as we are? The Prime Minister insisted that he has not seen any political conflict similar to that before the coup of 2014, which he led, and the Thai people should believe the country can develop and have peace. Peace in the sense that there will be no more violence, that we must not go back to that situation again, he said. Asked again about the prospect of another coup, the Prime Minister said the last coup was over several years ago, but he admitted that he does not know what else can be done if similar political violence reoccurs, because I am no longer involved. Asked if General Prawit has changed, he said he still regards Prawit as his elder brother. The Prime Minister said he does not view any particular party as the arch-rival of his United Thai Nation Party, noting that all parties are competitors as they strive to win the election. And what we must add there is strive to win the election for the benefit of the Thai people. There never seems to be that part put into anything that they say. They never say, oh, this is for the Thai people. We're representing the Thai people. Politics in this country, and like many countries, is all about getting elected and what you can get out of it. And that seems to be, from other stories that we will cover today, the general tone of things around here. But moving along, anyway, push for legalization of sex work and benefits for women. Women's rights group in Bangkok called for the decriminalization of sex work in the country along with a range of broader measures supporting women. Making sex work legal would help ensure these workers in the trade would be protected by labour rights, said the group which gathered near government house. The group also called for a doubling of maternity leave to 180 days and a period leave for workers when they suffer menstrual pains. They also sought financial assistance of 3,000 baht per month for each month of pregnancy safe and free abortion services, and that March 8 is recognised as a public holiday, and this will be, of course, National or International Women's Day. Meanwhile, Prime Minister Prayat Chanacha conveyed his best wishes to Thai women and women development advocates yesterday via Radio Thailand. Thailand joined the United Nations celebration of this special day by recognising women's value and integrity, General Prayat said. The world body has raised awareness on gender parity and encouraging progress for women's development in various areas, he noted. A 48-year-old woman identified only as Pla took part in yesterday's gathering near the government house. Ms. Pla says she has worked in an auto parts factory in Chonburi for more than 20 years and earns around 20,000 baht per month. She once earned 10,000 baht extra per month from overtime, but that had fallen off since New Year. Ms. Plath said she had been forced to tighten her belt to survive. Several parties took the opportunity to discuss their policies on women for the coming election. And that generally seems to be the tone of what's been going on over the last couple of days. Now, there has been this push, and I've seen it in other news media, for the legalization of sex work here in Thailand. And I thought it would be, you know, because of this story, an interesting kind of to expand on that and the positives for Thailand in relation to making let's say, prostitution legal here in Thailand. So prostitution is a highly controversial and divisive issue in many countries. 
including here in Thailand. However, there are several strong arguments in favor of legalizing prostitution in Thailand. And I'm going to just talk about some of these uh, in the next few minutes. Firstly, legalizing prostitution can help protect the health and safety of sex workers. When prostitution is illegal, sex workers are forced to operate underground, where they are vulnerable to abuse, violence, and exploitation. They may be afraid to report abuse to the police, fearing that they will be arrested or deported. However, if prostitution is legalized, sex workers can work in regulated environments with access to medical care, safe sex education, and protection from violence and abuse. This can help to reduce the spread of sexually transmitted diseases and promote safer working conditions for sex workers. Now, secondly, legalizing prostitution can help reduce human trafficking. And this is very important. Thailand has been known as a hub for sex trafficking, with many women and girls being forced into prostitution against their will. However, if prostitution is legalized, it can create a legitimate and regulated industry that is less prone to trafficking. Legalization can also allow sex workers to report exploitation and trafficking without fear of being arrested, which can help law enforcement to crack down on the criminals responsible for the actual trafficking. Thirdly, legalizing prostitution can bring economic benefits to Thailand. The sex industry is already a significant contributor to Thailand's economy, but legalization could lead to increased tax revenue and job opportunities. Legalization can also help to reduce corruption and bribe-taking by law enforcement officials who currently profit from the illegal sex industry. And finally, legalizing prostitution can promote gender equality and human rights. Sex work is a legitimate profession and sex workers should be entitled to the same rights and protections as other workers. Criminalizing prostitution often reinforces gender inequality as it disproportionately affects women and girls. Legalization can help to empower sex workers and promote their human rights and dignity. In conclusion, guys, legalization prostitution in Thailand can bring significant benefits, including improved health and safety for sex workers, reduced human trafficking, economic growth, and promotion of human rights and gender equality. Of course, there are also potential downsides and challenges to legalization that must be addressed. But overall, the evidence suggests that legalization is a viable and responsible option for Thailand to consider. And I'd like to know, guys, what you think about this. Do you think that it should be legalized here in Thailand? And if you do think so, why? Do you think it would be of benefit? Do you think some of the points that I brought up are valid or not valid? I'd love to know your comments about this very important topic, I believe, down below in that comment section. Now, moving along, and this is a very interesting, but banks agreed to comply with Bank of Thailand's security measures by June. So please take note, people who are expats who are here in the country who are using online apps you know for your banking and i'll tell you why state-owned and commercial banks have agreed to comply with the bank of thailand's new cybersecurity measures by the june deadline commercial bank members of the thai bankers association have been upgrading their digital technology to handle cyber risks the association has committed to compliance with the new measures tba chairman payong serenovich said at the medium briefing on friday in collaboration with the central bank and the economic government financial institution mr payong said banks already collected customer biometric data allowing for facial scans for money transfers and adjustments of credit transfer limits on mobile banking apps According to the new measures, a facial scan will be needed for digital money transfers of more than 50,000 baht per transaction, transfers of more than 200,000 baht per day, and to change credit transfer amounts of more than 50,000 per transaction. Banks must implement this measure by June this year. 
To comply with the new cybersecurity measures, banks will have to allocate a higher investment budget for IT and digital system development, said Mr. Payong. But the investment is necessary to guard against cyber risks or it could create a higher loss for both customers and banks. Now, a senior executive for, uh, for IT at Government Housing Bank said specialized financial institutions have also developed biometric technology to protect customers from cyber risk. As a result, FSIs are committed to complying with the central bank's new cybersecurity measures, he noted. However, for some FSI clients, especially those from vulnerable segments who are not familiar with digital banking transactions, the bank will help them with financial and digital literacy to protect them against digital financial fraud. Uh, and this is, I, I think, has been coming down the line here in Thailand. I think we've heard about a lot of high-profile cases of fraud. And obviously, the bank's been used in this because the money is being transferred from bank to bank. Starting in June, if you plan to transfer more than 50,000 baht out per transaction on your app, I presume what will happen is, before you do it, it'll ask to take a picture of your face, in essence, and to verify that it's you. And over the course of a day, 200,000 baht, if you did four, ten different transactions of uh, you know 20,000 each you would have to verify it probably in your last transaction so yes there's a raft of measures coming in to help stop fraud here in the country I don't know if they're going to be successful or not but that's what the Bank of Thailand have been up to over the last few days and moving along Clifftop Resort in Satahip District ordered to cease operation the Royal Thai Navy has ordered an illegal Clifftop Resort built on Treasury Department land to cease operations the resort, located on 1.76 hectares on the clifftop of Samay San Mountain in Satahip District in Chambori Province, consists of six shipping containers converted into compact dwellings. Police and naval officers went to the resort today to demand that the operator cease operations after a complaint was lodged with the Satahip police by legal affairs officers from Satahip Naval Base. On August 18th last year, naval officers from the base notified the resort operator that they must stop the resort project on the grounds that it's located in Treasury Department land, but the notifi notification was simply ignored. Recently, the resort posted an advertisement on social media inviting tourists to stay at the resort, prompting the RTN to take legal action. So apparently this is RTN land, Royal Thai Navy land. It's on the coast, and if anybody happens to be online and you look it up you'll see what they've done so it looks like what they've done is they've just decided to move in take land and build on it now another article in another media outlet suggests that it's an ex-politician who sold this land and he may have got it from through some illegal activity and that's now being investigated but yeah it's more and more corruption another politician involved him quite frankly as i said in at the beginning of this show politicians in this country are out for number one that's it and finally the we travel together program we spoke about this during the week as well it went on sale on well i think it was march 7th or 8th all 560,000 hotel entitlements in the we travel together program have been fully used all the 560,000 entitlements for hotel bookings under the we travel together phase 5 program have been used up as of 11 a.m on friday Bookings began on Tuesday. Under the program, each subscriber is entitled to 40% room rate discount for rooms not exceeding 3,000 baht per night for five nights or five rooms under the condition that the booking cannot be cancelled or postponed. Subscribers cannot stay in hotels in the province where they are domiciled according to the census registration. Each subscriber is also entitled to 600 baht food and travel voucher or 
per room to be used in a condition that 60% of the food expense is paid in cash and the rest in a coupon. Under the phase five program, there is no airfare support from the government. Now they did have that before and it was with, I think it was with Air Asia actually at the time and you could also use this entitlement, but not many people actually did. The entitlements are valid from March 10th until April 30th. The program is expected to generate about 12 billion baht for the local economy at a cost of 2 billion baht to the taxpayer. And this is, as I spoke about the last day again, 2 billion baht basically from taxpayers' money was used to finance this so that people could go on holidays in Thailand. That's what it was used for. Hotels in this country do not need money from the government anymore. They have had a storming good six to eight months since the real reopening of the country and 12 billion baht imagine the good that money could do here in thailand feeding the poor housing the poor housing homeless just being spent in schools to upgrade schools and doing what's right with the money but instead the money is spent on people going on holidays unnecessary travel luxury kind of you know outings it's crazy to think, but people in Thailand seem not to get up in arms over things like this for some reason. I guess maybe because they don't know that their money's being spent like this. I don't know. But nevertheless, what do you think about it? Do you think this money should be spent on people going on holidays? Or do you think it should be spent on something that the country really needs? Like, as I said, feeding the homeless, housing the homeless, schools, even environmental issues here in the country. There's lots of things. But nevertheless, guys, that is it for today. As always, Thank you for tuning in. If there's anything you liked or disliked about the show, leave a comment down below in the comment section. And uh, if there's something about any of the stories that you, you liked or would like to comment about, again, down below in the comment section. Once again, thank you for tuning in and we'll talk to you in the next couple of days. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.